Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. I've got Josh Newberg, Chris Nee. We're recording this podcast at 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Guys, what do you think the chances that this podcast is still relevant uh, by the time we actually publish it? Oh, I thought you were going to say by next Tuesday. No, well, it might be still relevant by next Tuesday. Well, I keep hearing this thing about 2 p.m. announcement. And there's, you know, a podium set up and the field's painted. So things must be happening. That's what the internet told me. Wait, is the paint, is the field actually painted? Let's get into a theoretical real quick before you get into the news. If it's partially painted, is it painted, Josh? No, the whole damn field's painted, Brandon. Um, I've been getting <laughs> updates throughout the night <laughs> into the morning. Josh uh, has a paint <laughs> A field uh, photos. So yes, the field, I can confirm that the field is fully painted. Um, there's several events taking place in the champions club this week and then pu- potential official visitors this weekend. So there's many reasons why a field could be painted. And especially because there's an anticipation of a new head coach coming to town soon. So, um, the field is painted, but it doesn't mean that we're going to hear anything anytime soon. Did Josh call me Brandon? I, I don't know. know. I, didn't I, think he called, I think he called me Brandon. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play it back. Uh, one other, one other juicy tidbit. I know that we we know that the do something signs and banners around the field, the the blame no one, make no excuses, all those are gone. I have some news to report, guys. The speed limit fast sign is still up. That's because Kendall's still on staff. Yeah, that that's the telltale sign to me. They're going to promote Kendall Browse to head coach. And oh, he's going to keep it fast. I, I, no, I'm joking. Everyone, all right. Serious talk. Here we go. All right. Enough of the shenanigans. As we were ready to hop on the podcast here, the Tallahassee Democrat reported, uh, we confirmed, we actually heard some of this buzz last night, but there's been so much BS through all of this that uh, I, I think we're all kind of uh, trigger shy, for lack of a better term, to, to go with something unless we get multiple sources on it because it's just been so chaotic. But the Democrat reported that. Uh, FSU's coaching search is expected or likely or probable to go into the weekend. Uh, so as we're recording this on Saturday, that's what the Democrat is reporting. We know that the Democrat has worked pretty as closely. As we record this on Saturday, someone's oh, on top of Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I, it's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been having so many work dreams lately, just dialogues that we're having podcasts. And anyways, uh, I don't know. Someone take it from here. I'm done. I'm done talking. Well, they reported that the announcement is now expected to, you know, not come to at least the weekend, which is on par with what we heard last evening. And that points towards it being somebody that's playing in a conference championship game. So someone like a Mike Norvell of Memphis, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati. You can pick a few others out if you want to, but those are probably the main two that we should care about. So does that eliminate, I think the best way to go throughout this, and that's the news that we're going to kind of, revolve around but i think the best way to do this podcast guys is just to go through all the candidates all the coaches all the names that we've heard and just be as transparent as possible with information we have without burning sources with what we know what we don't know and just go down the list um cool are we are we cool doing this exercise i think this is what the yeah let's start it um let's start start it let's start it it's still stoops just leave it there stoop kids afraid to leave stoop stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop now, this was reported as a done deal on, on November 3rd. Um, 
I just realized my my microphone's not plugged in, so this audio isn't going to sound very good. You're, you're fine. You're okay. fine. You're fine. Um, November fourth, reports began to leak that it was a done deal. Um, Bob Stoops has not signed anything. He is not the head coach at Florida State, nor do we expect him to be the head coach at Florida State. Um, just being transparent. Because the rumor keeps on persisting on the message board, I continue to ask around. And the thing is, if you ask anybody outside FSU circles, coaches, um, agents, anybody I talk to, they look at me funny. They want to slap me upside my head. They ask me, are you being serious? Yet, (laughs) in FSU circles, you know, this thing hasn't gone away. Some people are getting lied to. Some people believe what they want to believe. Some people are going to report what they want to report and it's never going to stop. But, um, you know, I checked with my sources even as late as last night just to see. And the answer was an unequivocal no. Serious FSU people keep people that matter within the circles of FSU keep saying it's not Bob Stoops. And while this thing's been filled with a ton of BS and misdirection and smoke screens and whatever other thing you want to say, in that case, I'm taking them at their word. I don't believe it's Bob Stoops. I don't think it's been Bob Stoops. Truthfully, since that Friday report from the Democrat of him no longer being a candidate, I think that was done entirely intentional to kind of sever that relationship and say FSU was moving on and maybe try to create some form of leverage. But I don't think that leverage mattered in the end. With, with all that being said, we could just fully expect now for Bob Stoops to be announced as soon as we drop the podcast, right? No, sure. just kidding. Let's go. If it means ending this search, let's go. Uh, I can't believe I forgot to plug in my microphone. This is uh this is we can see who's cracking during this coaching search. You guys look great. Josh looks refreshed, rejuvenated. Chris looks like himself. I feel like crap. Uh, real quick before we go on to the other candidates, we touched on it jokingly about the paint drying and the Champions Club being set up. Uh, we heard the rumors last night that the marching chiefs were prepared to be ready this afternoon on Tuesday mm-hmm. afternoon, but the clarification, Chris, do you want to touch on that real quick? Cause just everyone's finding these little details and just trying to, to blow them into something maybe bigger than what they could mean and trying to find a smoking gun. Well, this morning there was a text message sent to chiefs basically be on standby. Could be today, could be next week at this point, focus on their prism concerts that are coming up. So, you know, it's just a matter of, like, everything else. It was getting things in place so if something had to happen, it could happen very quickly. The podium, the, the field, the Chiefs, all of it, it's placeholder action. It's, it's a matter of being prepared for when the announcement comes. I believe FSU prior to today had hoped today would be that day. It's not going to be, obviously, so that's where we're at. So it sounds like the Chiefs are completely on standby, but it certainly doesn't sound like anything is imminent. Yeah, I think everybody, really since the game ended, from the moment the game ended, everybody's been in a 24 to 48-hour on-call window. Like, whether it be the media, uh, sports info at FSU, FSU coaches, FSU administrators. Like, there was all this, there was always a perpetual 24, okay, something could happen in the next 24 to 48 hours. But I think if we get to today and we get past this mythical 2 p.m. press conference that has been talked about ad nauseum for really the last two weeks. Um, Every Tuesday, there's supposed to be a 2 p.m. press conference. So I think if we get through that today at 2 p.m., I think the pressure kind of comes off of this constant on-call feeling. Um, 
because I do believe that we'll, we're not going to hear something until the weekend. There's no reason if you have a hire to not announce it on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, that's kind of what we've talked about a bunch on this podcast in terms of putting together a recruiting weekend. You need to get that new head coach in here on Tuesday to have any shot at assembling um, a, a coach or two of an assistant staff and putting together an official visit weekend. All right. While we were uh, recording this, Chris, I know you're anxious to get to it. We got an email saying that Marvin Wilson, first team all ACC. Congrats to Marv. Let's give him a round of applause. No? All right. Nick, good for Marv. That uh, is good. so awful that he lost several games of this season because of the injury. So, stinks for him. But great dude. I wish they had more like him. Cam Makers, Tamori and Terry, Hampson Nasterlein received second team honors. Asante Samuel Jr., third team honoree. And Stanford Samuels, the third honorable mention. I know yeah, I know some really FSU fans are mad after watching the UF game, which we don't really have to get into. That's not what you guys are interested in. All right, next up on the list of candidates we want to talk about, James Franklin. Uh, we reported that FSU met with the Penn State coach this weekend. Uh, it didn't go well. Uh, I was told that it was over money, essentially, and it wasn't necessarily that FSU was being stingy, but rather that James Franklin wanted to be paid like a top five coach, uh, something in that ballpark financially. And, and I'm not sure if FSU thought his value was like in the getting up to the Saban territory. That all leads me to believe that, that this was something that we had kind of put on the radar for a while, which was that these negotiations or at least talks, I should say, with James Franklin were probably more uh, more Franklin leveraging Penn State into something. Uh, guys, do you have anything to add on Franklin? I just never felt like him or the name Brian Kelly were attainable. So I didn't invest a whole lot of thought into it. I understand going after Franklin. There's some cracks in the situation up there for him at Penn State in the sense of some issues that they've had at that university in recent months with fans and player interaction and stuff like that. So it makes some sense to try to achieve that. But guys like that, they're not leaving for lateral jobs. And one other thing, too, is is we were told that uh, for, from a couple people, separate people, uh, so separate sources here, that FSU was going on somewhat of a tour this weekend was kind of the plan. Uh, you did notice that that President Thrasher, AD uh, David Coburn, were not at the Florida game, uh, and that was to kind of go and, and start doing some serious negotiating with with candidates, and we were told that, that Franklin was the first stop for that. I know that's been contradicted by other outlets, but uh, I, I feel pretty damn good about it, so uh, no need to go any further into it. Another guy who was uh, we thought, but can't confirm, was supposed to be on that tour. Uh, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. I don't really have anything to add on Kelly right now. I'm not sure if he's been met or not. Uh, based on what we're hearing with the timeline being extended to you know, the weekend, I'm assuming that Kelly's out. Anything to add on that, guys? I mean, I talked to the same person I've been talking to throughout this thing about him, and they pretty much echoed what they've told me previously, which was, they basically could see it. Their exact term was everyone would be shocked if something like that happened. It would be one of the weirdest coaching moves this late in a career that I've ever seen. Literally nothing makes sense about it. So that falls in line with that. I, I yeah, Brian Kelly's supposed to be in Hawaii today to visit a recruit. I expect that visit to happen. So I think FSU may have learned a lesson with the James Franklin pursuit and yeah, understood that Brian Kelly wasn't attainable which has been one of my favorite words during the search. 
All right, someone who I thought was attainable, maybe the best blend of upside, uh, high floor as well, safe uh, and attainable, Iowa State's Matt Campbell. Josh, you've been pretty plugged in on Campbell. You were one kind of champion his name early on, uh, but also reporting some tidbits along the way with Campbell. Uh, what what are your thoughts on where things stand with Campbell right now? Yeah, all along, I didn't think um, Matt Campbell was jumping at this FSU job. Um, there was a level of interest from the beginning, but I told you guys about two weeks ago that Matt Campbell was ha- was going to have no intentions to meet with FSU before the season ended. Um, there was a rumor that we picked up yesterday that we didn't report on that FSU met with Matt Campbell. I don't, I don't believe FSU met with Matt Campbell face to face yesterday. Do believe there's some discussions going on, but there's also the reports of a team meeting um, from our Iowa State site, which we believe to be true. And Matt Campbell kind of reiterating to his team that he's going to remain at Iowa State and he's going to hit the road recruiting, trying to add to you know what they got going on at Iowa State. So does that mean he's to- completely off the board? No, but it does align with kind of everything that I've that I've been told about Matt since this thing started. One, that he was going to be very patient. Two, FSU was going to have to bring something in front of him that was going to make him kind of get off of his ass, you know, and, and go interview for this job. That didn't happen, at least before the season ended. Um, right now, I have no reason to believe Matt Campbell is going to leave Iowa State for FSU. Of course, Something could change that that could impact that, and we'll let you guys know. But as of right now, those are just my feelings on Matt Campbell. Yeah, I reached out to Alex Tallstead. He runs our Iowa State Mm -hmm. site, does a really good job with it. He's well-connected to that program, does a good job of taking things and going to chase them and bet them and all that. And I told him yesterday that I thought FSU search may focus on Campbell and the immediacy that we believe they were moving on from Franklin, that Kelly wasn't happening, and that Campbell was essentially the next name on the list that we had to check off. And he said, uh, when I told him, you know, that FSU may focus on, I was told today he was staying, but crazier things have happened. I informed him of the rumors of a meeting that evening. He said, I believe there was expected to be a meeting uh, to explain Iowa State was not going on the road to recruit till today. So they expected the staff to be there yesterday. thought it was a meeting about bowl games, all that kind of stuff. So they discussed it. It came out from that meeting that Matt Campbell essentially was adamant to the team that he was remaining at Iowa State, which is kind of on par with everything we've heard about Matt Campbell. He's a guy that's not really chasing it in the insane sense where he, <coughs> excuse me, he just wants nice. to Nice, good radio. Kiss my ass. Um, where he's just trying to keep climbing the ladder. He's willing to kind of wait. If there is a better job down the road, he may take it. But he's not in a rush to take the first job that comes his way of this caliber. So, you know. I expect Campbell to be out on the road today recruiting. He's supposed to make visits between today and Sunday to several of their commitments. Most of their classes showed up. As long as that stays on track, I think we can feel kind of comfortable that Matt Campbell and FSU's relationship isn't happening. This is a uh, this is a great podcast so far. Chris coughing into the mic. I'm forgetting to plug in my microphone. Josh calling me the wrong name. Good times. Calm down. I don't think anybody's going to notice your microphone that you've talked about eight times now. There's no difference between you being plugged in. You might as well just go return that thing. (laughs) You've been telling me I've been lugging around this stupid microphone for a year now. Oh, my God. All right. Good to know. Mike Norvell, 
Uh, he's yeah. a name that just has not gone away. Uh, now, <laughs> as we look at the uh, as we look at the timeline, as we record this podcast, I'm thinking it goes into the weekend. Mike Norville coaches in the AAC Conference Championship game, uh, 3.30 p.m. against Cincinnati. Uh, that's Luke Fickle's team. Both of those guys' names have come up. What do you guys think of Mike Norvell? Because now you start connecting the dots. That seems to make a lot more sense than maybe it did two weeks ago. I mean, if Matt Campbell's name's off the board, I think he's the next guy up. He's attainable. It's been expressed that he has interest in the job. Now his agent's Jimmy Sexton. And we know Jimmy Sexton will play the media in the market as much as humanly possible to make as much money for his clients as he can. But in Norvell's case, you know, we heard that FSU was a job that he liked more than the potential of an Arkansas. And then Old Miss opening, it was believed Old Miss would target him heavily. But it was still said that FSU was a job he valued more than either of those two SEC games. Anything to add to that, Josh? Mm, I mean, this is where we're at. I think Mike Norvell right now, if I had to put, you know, the odds on it, I would probably say right now, Mike Norvell is the odds on favorite for this FSU job, especially if we get past 2 p.m. today without an announcement. Um, he makes the most sense because he's in a conference championship game and he's one of the names that we heard FSU reach out to really since the beginning of all this thing. Um, didn't didn't think he was a top target from the beginning, but his name has always remained there throughout this entire search. Um, you know, I, my biggest question marks on him are some of the same things we, we saw about Willie Taggart was, does he know how to handle a program at the highest level? Um, does he have the experience necessary to step in and really get this thing going? Or is he going to be here learning on the job and we got to kind of take our lumps? I think that's why people were excited about some of the names that we heard early on. James Franklin, Bob Stoops, Brian Kelly. Um, Mike Norvell is not one of those names, but he has been there. We do know that this he's been vetted from the beginning. So the FSU administration is very familiar with him or should be at this point. And, and one thing with Norvell, too, his background at Memphis, uh, certainly not the the downsides with that Willie had at some of his stops, too, understanding that they're different situations. But I do know that we make the connection to you know, guys that don't have a lot of Power 5 experience. In Willie's case, he only had one year of, of P5 experience at Oregon. Uh, Norvell hasn't had, the again, the, the downs that Willie Taggart had. Now, different situation. Memphis was in a really good spot with Justin Fuente. Uh, when when Mike Norvell took over. Uh, so that's worth noting. I do know that that Mike Norvell has done a really good job assembling coaching staffs. Uh, he's done a good job overall just guiding that Memphis program. Uh, some of his recruiting uh, it hasn't been atop the AAC. That gives me some concern as he jumps into the level of recruiting out of Florida State, if that were the, the case. Uh, I know we talked about some of the, the red flags from various people that we've spoken with. If FSU is considering him, I'm imagining they did a really thorough vetting process. Is that fair to say? Like, I, I think they would feel good about uh, scratching off any of those rumors at this point. So we assume that Mike Norvell is very much so on the radar. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to give FSU the benefit of the doubt that they've done a good job with stuff. Like, okay. I mean, uh, why they, is that? They hired, they hired a search firm to potentially hire Mike Norvell. That That's like throwing money into a campfire. You know, I just... I don't know. Like, I, I'm not just going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, because that's a guy. Yeah, sure, they did a great job. I'm not convinced of that. Like, 
we'll see. I would presume they betted them. I, God knows, I hope they did. I don't, <laughs> sure. want them, I don't want them stepping into a pothole and snapping their ankle out, out of gate before the guy coaches a game if he ends up being the coach here. But I'm not like uh, the whole benefit of the doubt with the men right now. Yeah, I'm not really there. I'm not feeling it. Uh, it's hard to argue that. I know that's something, Chris, that you've had concerns about and didn't want to necessarily be like super animated and want to give them some time to see what's happening. But uh, this coaching search, I've kind of thought of this for a while. Like they're either playing chess right now or they're playing tic-tac-toe. Like I'm not sure there's much of an in-between. Like I think they either nail the hire or it's going to be one that's going to be at least perception-wise. So we'll see what happens when the coach takes the field. One that is really underwhelming. And as we talk about Norvell and some of these other candidates, I think there's it looks like there's a good chance that this fan base is going to be underwhelmed by the hire. That's what it's looking like as we record this on Tuesday, not Saturday, Tuesday morning. They didn't fire Willie Taggart a month ago, and today is a month, right? Today is actually the official month date, I believe. Today's the third? Yeah. 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 So they didn't fire Willie Taggart a month ago to hire Mike Norvell. No. That, that's where I'm at with that. Like, like I understand that they, they set their sights on things that were probably too big for them to attain. But Mike Norvell is not going to excite people. Now, if he wins, nobody's going to give a damn. If we're talking about FSU contending for the ACC Atlantic in 12 or 24 months, I don't think anybody's going to care that they hired Mike Norvell because he's now got him there. But I'm saying out of gate, any sort of, and I hate saying it, splash of a hire, it's not that. And there's and a difference I, between I, winning. I think, I, basically, what I'm going to, I think it's a tough sell to the fan base to hire Mike Norvell. Uh, you know, a month after a search began, and a month where the rumors, some true and some completely erroneous, ran wild of much higher goals. Yeah, so, no. but but they but yeah yes, I do think that um, expectations were kind of blown up by news outlets for sure, um, and some unresponsible reporting. But there was also the facts of FSU fundraising. You know, the Renaissance letter is, is factual. FSU is trying to ask big time donors to raise their d- donations significantly. Um, FSU were the ones that put a timetable on the hire. They set those ex- expectations for fans. So um, <clears throat> I think if you don't have a hire by the end of the month, when you said you will, fans are going to get frustrated no matter who you hire. Now it looks like they're going to hire Mike Norvell. And you can see how that kind of compounds some of the frustrations from fans just simply set by the expectations of the administration. Forget all the other stuff. So I think there's plenty of blame to go around for um, a potential letdown here. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, the Renaissance stuff is about they need money. It's not solely Mm -hmm. about the coach they're hiring. Obviously, it's important to fill the coffers for the next guy, but they need money as a university, but I don't know if this is the type of thing that loosens the purse strings. Right. No, I agree. And, and there's a difference between winning the press conference. Uh, Willie won the press conference, and then you got yeah. obviously produced on the produced on the field. So, and we all three of us thought Willie Tackett was a good hire. He checked a lot of boxes. Chris's favorite phrase. So, so just because we're all here saying right now that we would probably, well, I'm, am I putting words in your mouth that we'd be under Chris? I'm putting words in your mouth, I guess for sure uh, that we'd be underwhelmed with Mike Norvell. Doesn't mean that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't mean that he wouldn't be successful. Just means that this doesn't come off looking ideal for Florida State. Doesn't seem like you hit what you wanted to hit when you started this process. Fair, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm not going to say he's kind of underwhelmed because we'll see. That's all we don't know. Determined. 
Yeah. But I'm saying in the sense of why they got into this search, what they intended to have success in this search doing, I don't think that equates to Mike Norvell being that guy. All right. But that Josh is exactly right, I believe. He said that's where we're at, and that's exactly where we're at. You know, you, you got to go to dance, so you got to find a partner to go to dance with. This is mm -hmm. a partner they might be able to find. But I think in some ways, people are going to view it as a failure by the administration, by the search firm, by the process of the last 30-plus days, and that that's just going to be the battles they're going to have to fight this offseason as they, you know, try to get people to buy tickets, try to get people to, get people to renew booster donations, try to get people to give more money to boosters, try to get people to give more money to the football program directly. Those are things they're going to have to battle. So I, I just hope they understand that. And that's not me saying they shouldn't hire Mike Norvell because they have to fight those battles. I'm more saying they need to have a clear understanding that those battles are coming their way. Have you ever been rejected at a dance before? Dude, I'm a fat, ugly, white guy who can't dance. Do you think I've been rejected? Yes, many times. Come on now. I also <laughs> usually swung very low. Attainable was an important word for me earlier. It still is, too. Uh, I had my heart broken in fifth grade by Kiki. Kiki, I won't say her last name, but her name was Kiki. I asked her to dance. I thought she said yes at first, and I put out my arms to dance with her, and it turns out she shook her head and said no. She said no, guys. Odell Hagens, entering the weekend, there was some buzz that, you know, if he had a good showing against Florida, that and men would feel decent about him being a, an option. We've heard that he was a fallback all along. I don't feel very Take good him about off those. the board. Uh, yeah, I don't feel good about if that. If you're hiring Odell Hagens, you do it on Sunday so he can hit the road Monday and have optimal time to recruit. It's done. If yep. you're going Odell, you've wasted crucial, crucial days in recruiting. Not yes. naming him the head coach. Not naming him the head coach. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, and not allowing him to follow the staff uh, to his – Specifications. Yeah, that window closed, in my opinion. Right. Soon, you know, if they they were either going to make that quick decision or not, and here we are, you missed the boat. I don't know if the Florida game was part of the job interview for him in in some senses, but regardless, I think we can move on past that at this point. Uh, is how I feel. Uh, yeah, no, no need to keep going into Odell. Anything else you guys have on that? Nope, not on Odell. All right. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about real quick is recruiting. Josh, you mentioned it just now. I do think this is – I didn't have it on the script, so I apologize impromptu here. Uh, coaches are on the road, most of them, all of them. What do we know? And what – in your experience in a coaching search, like what can you expect from these guys on the road? What point do you start saying, ah, that's kind of weird what they're doing, like if they're called back? Or I guess what, what signs are you yeah. looking for? First on, and on foremost, right I think we've kind of noticed something. There's a difference between the Taggart clan and um, some of the other coaches that – are on the staff. So meaning I've observed that Odell Hagens, Mark Snyder, Jim Levitt, Ron Dugans are out on the trail and they're, they're more active than Raymond Woody. Well, we know David Kelly's already gone. Um, that was one of Taggart's guys that they got rid of right away. Um, and um, Dante Pimpleton, you know, I don't think those guys are nearly as active as some of the others. It's all good. None of this matters. They're all going to likely be gone. Maybe Odell hangs over. Um, we've seen Kendall Bryles and Randy Clements going out. But the focus here is primarily on commitments and keeping those commitments solid through the early signing period. There's only 14 days uh, between you know the end of the season and the early signing period. You only have 14 days to recruit, I should say. So each day is very important. 
They're doing in-school visits, a couple in-home visits. For the most part, it's not a lot of 2020 recruiting outside of the commitments. Um, We have seen some new offers go out, and those have been primarily through Randy Clements, Odell Hagens, and Kendall Bryles. Again, not the guys on the original Taggart staff. Chris, anything to add? I mean, they're just out and about. Kendall Bryles is going to see Cade Renfro today. He's supposed to spend the day with him. We heard a rumor yesterday that coaches were being pulled off the road. Immediately, we were able to dismiss that rumor. They were still on the road dealing with kids. You know, the targets kind of remain the same. They went and saw a kid like Dejon Edwards yesterday when they went to see Carter Boat, right? Edwards is running back at Colquitt that they've been pursuing for some time. Colquitt. It has changed drastically. Call quit. What's the crazy – you mentioned the rumor about the coaches being called off the trail and, and that – just think about, if you can, the past week – uh, Chris the, is rubbing crazy, his eyes. The, craziest the craziest rumor. Craziest rumor was Bob Stoops stuff doesn't count. Friday, but it was Bob Stoops with the entire assembled staff and <laughs> the AD Greg Phillips, all this stuff together. When that one came across, I was like, okay. Like the funniest weird. part about that one had to be the addition. Of some somebody put in there Bob Lasavita coming back. Yeah. So I mean, it's just the whole constant. I what mean, was crazy? Real quick, what's crazy about that is like we heard it from like you heard it, Chris. I heard it, and we heard it from people who were like smart people too. Like it was not just crazy tinfoil hat people, right? Like that's that's what's been weird to me is like the the different things we're hearing from people who but you're at least only know people. hearing it through FSU people, right? Right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not just I'm I am dismissing a lot of that stuff. I'm just saying it's crazy how I much think it's echo hearing. chambers. I just I think have it's, thoroughly it's, enjoyed when I take a rumor that's given to me by somebody who. I know has known things in the past and I bounce it off someone who usually knows the things in the present that are very important. And like, they're like, that's not true, but here's a more equally insane ass rumor that I'm going to throw back at you. And it's like, Oh my God, like it just doesn't end. It, it is further down downwards followed rumor and echo chamber. And it's just nuts. And truthfully at some point in the last week, I've just kind of started dismissing everything, everything. Yeah, And if I get something that I truly believe is true and I can chase it from the other end, you know, someone involved with the individual that's about that's not tied to FSU, that's what I've kind of gone to and tried to do more. That's why we've leaned on guys like Sean Fitz, Alex Halstead, that's our Penn State and our Iowa State publishers who both do a really good job and people that are associated with programs such as that or programs that we know FSU has been pursuing. Notre Dame's another one where we've kind of done that. I've gone more to that route to just try to figure this all out. Even when Josh had the Mark Stoop stuff, like that's working. We're working backwards with a lot of this. Yeah, um, I work a lot of it backwards. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of like the the thing you guys – well, I guess all the rumors are different. But a lot of the times you guys bring me rumors that you're hearing through FSU circles and I kind of vet it in in my coaching circles or the people I know, which are outside of FSU. And we all kind of come back to the table and figure out what's truth and what's rumor. And sometimes it's hard to distinguish even those. Uh, all right. Two. Well, okay. I got three other notes for us here. And then I think we can wrap this up. Actually, let's take, I forgot. Let's take a quick break Hear from our sponsors. And we'll go into a little bit more coaching talk, panic day, and maybe recap the Florida panic game. Day. Probably not. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're back. Finishing up Knowles 24-7s on the bench. Uh, I don't even know which edition of the Coaching Search podcast. This is like our fifth, sixth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, so as Florida State likely, again likely, takes this coaching search into the weekend, as the Democrat reported, as we heard yesterday, uh, as we're hearing still this morning, I'm assuming this all holds true. Coaches that are coaching this weekend, I want to go through that real quick uh, just to kind of lay it out. Like this is championship Saturday, although Utah's playing on Friday, but most of these games that are being played are, are on Saturday. We've talked about Mike Norvell. Uh, Memphis plays Cincinnati in the AAC championship at 3.30 p.m., uh, Going against Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle is a name we've heard pop up a little bit more the last couple days, right? Uh, yes. So, so that's one. Uh, let's see. Just looking at other other teams that are playing. Uh, Clemson, obviously, their assistants were mentioned early on. I can't imagine we get to the place where we're going to assistance unless it's all been a smokescreen. Uh, Baylor's Matt Rule, uh, who has a massive buyout, uh, someone that we'd kind of talked about early on as FSU looking at. Uh, let's see. Utah's Kyle Whittingham. They play on Friday. Kyle Whittingham, though, is 60 years old. I think he's a Utah guy. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Brocco Mendenhall from Virginia. Uh, let's see. Bill Clark. My man, I like Bill Clark a lot from UAB, but I don't know if you go down to UAB to bring up the next coach at Florida State through all this. Lane Kiffin at FAU. Uh, who else? Any any other teams playing this weekend? Is Minnesota playing in the championship game with Fleck? thought that got moved on. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Anything else, guys? Only thing I'll add is Kyle Whittingham actually went to BYU. Did he? Okay, but he is a Utah yeah. guy. He's from the Yeah, the I think Utah. he's originally from Cali. He's definitely from out west, but he went yeah. to BYU, and he actually worked at BYU. I believe his first ever college job was maybe as a GA at BYU. But he's obviously – he's been at Utah for, I don't know, like damn near 25 years now, I think it is. I know it's like early to mid-90s is when he got there as an assistant, so – yeah, he's a Utah guy. I'd be pretty shocking for a guy like that to depart. He's a great coach, though. Yeah, yeah, he's Maybe awesome. he's just tired of being screwed in the playoffs. <laughs> no playoff talk. Not on FSU playoffs. podcast in 2019. Uh, yeah, Fickle is the one name that's kind of interesting to me. Well, not the one name, but he is a name that is interesting to me because we have heard his name pop up a little bit more. Uh, obviously, what he's done at Cincinnati is impressive. He does have some Power 5 experience. One year at Ohio State was 500, but weird circumstances there. I don't know if that's a fair way to to analyze him. 
uh, kind of with some of these other coaches that we've talked about, you do wonder about the ties to Florida uh, recruiting. I don't know how essential that is, but that's something that's worth acknowledging. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I know, has been reported at times having interest in FSU. Why not? But I, that would be – you talk about a PR disaster for FSU if they went with Lane Kiffin. I imagine a lot of people would freak out. Clint Trickett back in the fold. Oh, there you go. There you go. Trickett, Trickett. And I'm going to bring in Rick Trickett, too, to be the offensive line coach. Mm, no. <laughs> December 5th was the panic day that Chris Nee set out. I know Newton Knoll started a panic day countdown. We are recording this on December 3rd. We're going to hit panic day, right? But I think we're already there. I think today is already panic day based on the fan base. And yesterday cool. was panic day. Tomorrow will be panic day. Like, at what point does the panic stop? Somebody asked me on the message board if it was time to hit the panic button. I said, eh, it probably is, but I'm not doing it because I'm old-fashioned. We're going to wait till Thursday. But we're sounding that damn alarm on Thursday, let me tell you. Ring, ring, Should we do a panic ring, podcast? Ring, yeah, just, no, I'll, just for the no. people. I want to, yes, we'll do a podcast. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be short. Um, Josh, well, first, you have to be on Facebook Live constantly at that point, correct? Isn't that what you set out for yourself? <laughs> I said, I'm, what was it? Uh, starting on Panic Day, I'm doing a live Facebook. I'm doing Facebook Live until they make a hire. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, my you're, girlfriend? You're considering that at this very moment. It's Saturday night at 2 a.m., and uh, it's Saturday night at 2 a.m. And my girlfriend's like bringing me a water just so I can survive this Facebook live for another 12 hours. 78 people are watching you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he like he like he snores for a second and like the little hearts pop up. because People really like when Josh makes movements in his sleep. Creepers. Uh, sorry, I made it weird. Uh, one other aspect that I want. Although, yeah, it was kind of weird to begin with. One other aspect that I do want to put out there, well, two others with the coaching search. One is the possibility, and I think we've talked about this before. This is like my anxiety, worst fears. Like some coach comes out of nowhere, like an NFL coordinator or some head coach that we haven't really discussed comes out of nowhere and is the guy that they go with uh, and everyone looks stupid. Uh, that's one possibility. Uh, and something else that I think is more realistic is that FSU could go back to some of the guys that it swung out and missed on or seemingly already and see what else they can do. I, I don't think that's like impossible. I don't know if it's dead uh, since like we haven't heard a James Franklin extension yet. Uh, but both of those scenarios seem unlikely, but I do want to at least throw them out there. Do you have guys have anything to add to, to both of those theories? Well, I think the first is fear with DHR to search firm being involved just because they've done that in the past. It's not out of the realm of possibility with them. And the second would make some sense, especially if they get some initial backlash to the possibility or belief that it's going to be someone like Mike Norvell. Yeah, some of this could very well be if you're saying, hey, we're you're trickling it out that we're waiting to the weekend and you want to see how the fan base responds to what the easy dots to connect are, which is Mike Norvell to Memphis. You can maybe read the tea leaves there, say, yeah, this would not help us get where we want to go with with booster stuff. You can maybe take inventory of that and then. I don't want to provide false hope, but you can maybe go back to James Franklin or, or uh, I don't know if they've negotiated with Matt Campbell, but you go to Matt Campbell and say, hey, we will give you this. Uh, this is all part of the dance. But uh, but right now, I, I think realistically, uh, going into the weekend does seem to make sense right now. Florida game. Do you want to talk about that at all? Nope. Josh? Um, it was 
You know, I predicted 39-17. That's all I want to say. Oh, you're so yeah, close. I, I, I looked. I went back and looked. I'm like, somebody was really close on this. And of course, it was Josh Jesus. And the only reason I didn't give him 40 is because Silk won't shut up about 40 burgers. So I was in all, you know, it really was 40 to 17 was my prediction, but I just couldn't put down on paper the number 40. So I took 39, 17. You know, if you guys just eliminate that second quarter, it was a tie game. all over. Yeah. And you know what? It should have been worse. I mean, it was 30 to what, you know, they had 30 points at the half. What was the halftime score? 30 to 14, something like that. No, they easily could have scored more than ten points in that second half. Dude, they 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 went for a fake punt or whatever the hell that was, backed yeah. up their own territory like for no reason. What was it on like fourth and twelve or something too? It was like, like it was fourth and ten, fourth and twelve. They went for it inside their own twenty, damn near. They turn it over and then end up netting out in better position because FSU <laughs> misses the field goal. And why was FSU kicking a field goal down forty to seventeen? Do we think uh, Mullen called that, so or do we think Townsend freelanced? I think, I think we think Townsend freelanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. been told that he has kind of, you know, if they line up in a certain situation, he always has the ability to do that, although I'm sure he wasn't given the go-ahead in a situation like that. Um, but who call, who made the decision for FSU to kick a field goal down 40-17? to 17? I mean... But anyway... You know, we're gonna nitpick. We're, we have other things we can nitpick on. I just i I was watching the game loosely. I was at the Emerald Coast Classic watching basketball, actually winning win a trophy. Um, and, oh, it must have been fun, Chris. Oh, it was a blast. Let me tell you, nights in Destin, days at the basketball tournament, good times. Much better than being in Gainesville. I'm remembering um, that when Shreveport comes around, you bastard. I've been to Shreveport. It's your turn. <laughs> it's your tour of duty. It's no longer fine. Josh's turn. Josh's turn. Josh's Josh is turn. Josh is handling it for us. Good. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Anything else to add? This has been a blast. Um, no, I, you know, think uh, get a coach in here. Get, get, it's time to start recruiting. I I will say if it is, ends up being Norvell or even Fickle or someone of that lesser tier, less known Southeast types, I'm interested to see how the recruiting class reacts. That would be something. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this as we conclude this episode of Knowles 24-7s on the bench. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Chess or tic-tac-toe? No in between. Bye, guys. <laughs>